Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome. It's So Quickly Friday. WABC Talk Radio 77. The Rush Hour is underway with Bo Snurdly. If you. Would like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number, 800-848-222. Of course, we are going to discuss the events that are taking place a little further north up in uh, Martha's Vineyard. Well, now the scene has actually shifted to Cape Cod. The uh, sanctuary city of Martha's Vineyard quickly got rid of, it took less than 48 hours for them to ship the illegal immigrants there out. This place that supposedly, you see the signs, we stand with refugees, we stand with illegal immigrants, we stand with immigrants, we stand with everybody, Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 blah. It took them less than 48 hours to figure out, okay, let's get these people out of shell. Let's get them out of shell right now. And so they're gone. Poof. Just like that. We bye will bye. talk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll talk about that with oh, our yeah, very yeah, own yeah. Princess Diana when, uh, we, and when we connect with her. Because, I mean, this is a hysterical story. We've got other headlines. I want to do something in the uh, this segment that's going to take a little bit of attention, and that is to play an exchange that happened in the House of Representatives between Louisiana Representative Clay Higgins and one of the uh, liberal leftist environmental wackos who Chris Donaldson, writing in BizPack Review today, calls a drama queen, uh, her name is Rhea Salter, and she is one of these people that wants to get rid of all fossil fuels. She wants to get rid of everything. And let's, rather than me try to explain the exchange to you, let me just say this before we get started. AOC, our very own Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, went nuts after this exchange. 
Yes, we are going to talk about Martha's Vineyard if you want to talk about the immigration. Depending on who you speak with, Ron DeSantis is either a genius or he's an incredibly cruel human being. Of course, I don't think he's cruel at all. I think that this highlights exactly how hypocritical the left has always been. And it goes deeper than illegal immigration. It goes to their whole approach to dealing with um, Hispanic American, to be frank with you. Used as pawns by the Democrats. And this one shows how they have used the immigration and legal immigration issue for decades. But this is, it, it's, Ron DeSantis pulled a great one here. This Martha's Vineyard thing is just amazing. It is amazing to see what has transpired. And the anger that has boiled up on the left, and even people, some of my friends are really angry at Ron DeSantis. They believe he's using human beings as fodder, and and nothing could be further than the truth. The human beings that are being used as fodder are the ones that are lying on the streets of El Paso, lying on the streets of every major city in the country, not getting the attention that these 50 or so migrants got in the Northeast capital of rich liberalism, Martha's Vineyard. But here, was, here we go with another liberal expert. This one wants to give the world a new sort of, this is the Green New Deal on, on parade. And let us listen. It starts off slow, so we'll let a little bit of it play. I'm going to interrupt from time to time. But this was the exchange, Representative Clay Higgins of Louisiana and environmental attorney. This woman is an attorney, Rhea Salter. Don't get nervous. Americans are watching this hearing today, and I'm glad we're having it because this is some of the most outlandish testimony I've witnessed yet in six (laughs) years in this Mm -hmm. oversight uh, committee room. Mm -hmm. It's, It's stunning. Stunning, he said. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I mean, with, with all due respect to our our panelists today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm not quite sure some of you are connected to reality. No. So, oh. Oh. I'm going to Miss Salter, ma'am, good lady, please prepare your mind because I'm going to ask you three questions. I'm going to give you <laughs> most of my time. Aye, aye, aye. I think it's good that America hears what you have to say, if you had control of the, of the world, ma'am, if, if, if you did, I mean, you're presenting these, these grand ideas about eliminating fossil fuel and the, the horrors of, 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 of the oil and gas industry and the energy that we consume to run the world and uplift the economic potential and prosperity of the world, which is the, the single most most significant factor that connects the, the prosperity of our citizenry worldwide is, is economic opportunity, and energy drives that. But there you go. Let me just ask you, what would you do? I have three questions, so try and keep your Axer. answers. Come on, Axer. Then... 30 or 40 seconds, please. What would you do with petrochemical products? Like everything you have, 
your clothes, your glasses, the car you got her on, your phone, the table you're sitting at, the chair, the carpet under your feet. Everything you've got is petrochemical products. What would you do with that? Tell the world. If I had that power in the world, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't need that power because what I would do you is don't. ask you, sir, from Louisiana. I'm giving you the to power. Search, You're presenting, to search you, sir, from Louisiana positive. to search your heart when, and understand why the EPA knows that toxic petrochemical facilities My are some of the lady. most toxic, I, polluting trying, facilities in the, the floor, world boo. and are killing black people throughout Louisiana. Oh, okay, so my so first thing would to be you to search your you heart consume. and ask your God what you are doing to the black That's and our poor God. people no in Louisiana. That. You know, uh, that would be my first thing to ask. Let's just have uh, one at a time. So. Hold it right there. Okay. Now, I don't... Okay, so here's the question. Let's simplify all of this. What would you do if you were controlling the world and you could get rid of all the petrochemicals? What would you do? Because he's told her, and this is correct, if you look at almost every single thing that we have, whether it's plastics, whether it's uh, whatever the materials are, down to what's in your glasses, your eyeglasses, to some degree, oil or some petrochemical is involved in their either formation or bringing it to market. Her answer is a no answer. She wants to get rid of all fossil fuels, but she can't answer. Instead, she turns it on what else do liberals have in their playbook? Racism. Petrochemicals are killing black people is her answer. And you search your God, not God, your God, and, and ask, why are you allowing black people to be killed by petrochemicals? This is an environmental lawyer who, for the left, who wants to get rid of all fossil fuels. All right, let's pick it up from there. We can, uh, I see, it's my time, Mr. Chairman. If I, if I claim, reclaim my time, I shall. I'm going to give this young lady an opportunity. You might not like it, but America needs to hear it. You've got no answer, do you, young lady, about what to do with petrochemical products. So I'll move on. What are you going to do with ocean-going vessels? What do you do with the maritime industry? Hmm. Well, we could, uh, again, I would ask you to search your heart for what is happening on the coast of Louisiana. Of course we do. We need to move away from petrochemicals. We need to shut down the petrochemical facilities in your state and move away from plastic. We need to move away from Okay, stop right there. This is her answer. We need to shut down the petrochemical business in Louisiana, if you do that, you are shutting down the economy of the United States, period. It's that simple. You shut down petrochemicals in this country, you shut down the economy. The economy will not function. And that's her answer. Shut it down. Shut down. Pe- this is a simplistic answer to a complex, what shouldn't be an overly complex question. If you do want to get rid of, as you say, fossil fuels, how do you go about it? What do you replace it with? How do you do this without harming any economy, not just the United States? We're talking the world economy here. What is her answer? Her answer is to shut it down. Just shut it down. Shut down all the businesses in your state. That's what we need to do. Go ahead. Let's continue. And there are... 
It's insane. It is, what would you do with the aviation The only industry? thing that would not function is the petrochemical industry in your state, sir. <laughs> I can't even believe you, he's hearing this. Do you this. care about the planet, good lady? Like, do you have ecological concern for real? Like, from a biblical perspective, we were, we were given... We, we were given, the Lord gave us dominion over the planet and the creatures thereof. Now, the original translations of dominion means to care for and nurture. So from a biblical perspective, I am an environmentalist. I love my planet and the people and the creatures thereof. Do you? Sir. If we're going to talk about, if we're going to talk about the Lord, I ask that you search, search your heart your again heart. and think again. about repenting. I very quickly. I love the planet. I'm you, asking you, you, do you, the do fossil you fuel industry that owns your state is destroying the earth and the natural world, and that is a fact, sir. You, you know what no. you got, young lady? You got a lot of noise, but you got no answers, Mr. Chairman. I yield. Boom! Now, you all heard that. Let us turn to our very own, New York's own, our pride and joy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who heard this exchange and was not at all happy. This is what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has to say about that. But I wanted to address uh, Ms. Salter directly. I just want you to know that um, in the four years that I've sat on this committee, I have never seen members of Congress, Republican or Democrat, disrespect a witness in the way that I have seen them disrespect you today. I do not care what party they are in. I've never seen anything like that. And... And the gentleman of Louisiana and and the comfort that he felt in yelling at you like that yelling at you there's more than one way to get a point across and um frankly and, um, men who treat women like that in public in I pop, fear pop. how they treat them in private we can be better than this we don't have to resort to yelling. Moving on. I want to tell a story about um, last let's year. Let's move on. Back in let, let, let's stop. Let's stop this now and move on from this embarrassment of a congresswoman. And, 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 boss. and uh, it's time for us to take a break here on Boston Early's Rush Hour. And uh, I never, ever in my life, in my four years, Ever seen anybody so disrespected? And we'll be right back. You sound ridiculous. This is the Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's and uh, time for us to get rid of all fossil fuels in America and uh, go back to the horse and carriage. At least we'll be able to see our very own Princess Diana. You sound ridiculous. 
And... And... If this is the way you treat women in private... And... I would hate to see what you do. Oh, my... Diana, <laughs> Princess... Diana, how are you? This... <laughs> I am just laughing. You know, though, James, I've got to say, those that sound bites from those two particular leftists, the liberal women you had those sound bites from, it, it really speaks to something very significant. The attitude that the left is most comfortable and enjoys most is this sneering, superior, how dare you kind of attitude. And it is going to be their downfall. But you, you pick up on it whenever they are in front of a crowd. They basically are scolding and sneering and hectoring and, and, and all of those things that you just ran. And I think it's very significant. In fact, it has a lot to do with what's going on with this Martha's Vineyard situation. Well, you just search your heart, Princess Diana. <laughs> you and your God. <laughs> moral superiority thing it is hilarious the i love this martha's vineyard story i know you have uh, a tuesday series called taco, taco tuesday, tuesday. <laughs> well it is now no taco friday because taco martha's, vineyard, martha's vineyard has said no mas <laughs> breakfast tacos <laughs> Wait a minute. I I saw your post on Twitter, Princess Di. I saw your post. The white supremacists have removed all of the illegal immigrants from Martha's Vineyard. Oh, my goodness. They had 125 National Guard troops to remove about 50 immigrants from the the holy island, they've been voted off the island because they <laughs> were not the right privilege. <laughs> telling you. They, I, I, <laughs> they were voted off the island. This is what privilege <sighs> looks like. This is what it looks like. And this is not the top 1% at Martha's Vineyard. This is the top point oh 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 oh. This is the top, like, 10 rich people in America. And it is really a teachable moment because, as you know, these wonderful governors in Texas and Florida have been sending illegal immigrants to various places. And there's been some reaction in Chicago and New York, there's been objections, but it's kind of been low key. But man, did we touch the nuclear core of liberalism when 50 were sent to Martha's Vineyard? I think this is so teachable because it wasn't just the usual reaction. I mean, you know what I think it is? I think what? it's because Obama has one of his four estates there. I think we're close to the the actual ruling class of America at Martha's Vineyard because you see this reaction. It was way beyond what, I mean, it's way better because it exposes these people for who they are, but way beyond anything that seems to be appropriate because they're basically complaining and trying to do this, this superior how dare you attitude and 
People have no empathy and sympathy for the super uber wealthy of Martha's Vineyard. And so there's not going to be a whole lot of 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 Americans who are going to feel sorry for the poor Martha's Vineyard estate owners who have to have infrastructure. Did you see that? That's what they say. They don't have the They don't have the infrastructure. Here you have Obama with a multi-gazillion dollar mansion yeah. that he could have housed all 50 oh. of these people in and still had rooms left over and they could have fed all of them and they could have staged yep. the Obama, uh, they could have staged the uh, the estate so that they could actually send in the, you know, the buses and the trucks to help get them to work. Just like instead yep. of lining up at the local Home Depot, since they don't have one in Martha's Vineyard, apparently, they could have let them look for work outside of the Obama estate every day. But no, they kicked no. them off. As you said, they voted them off the island. That's it. And they took troops to do it. I mean, that's the thing. The military. That they use the military to get these people. They were, You said 48 hours. I think it was 24 hours. And they were gone. Vamanos. No more. No more. <laughs> Gloria Romero, who is a Latina, a self-described Latina Democrat, had this to say in the Daily Mail. If libs think I'm appalled by DeSantis, they're dead wrong. She starts, and she said more than 2 million undocumented immigrants will be arrested trying to cross into the U.S. in 2022. By the way, more than 6 million may right. end up actually getting here. And Democrats don't bat an eye, but fly 50 migrants to one of the wealthiest places in America, spotted with multi-million dollar mansions, surrounded by the mega yachts of the rich and famous, and Democrats lose their minds? What a joke. She says, I'm a Democrat, the former majority leader of the California State Senate, the first woman yep. to ever, ever hold that position, and I'm a proud Latina. And I'm telling you that if the Democratic Party thinks Latinos are outraged by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sending migrants to Martha's Vineyard, they are dead wrong. Ooh, exactly. Do you think that this is going to play out badly in Latina and Latino I communities? Think, I think this is probably one of the most boneheaded mistakes politically that the left has made. And I don't see how they get out of it. They have actually swerved into Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. We have used it on our side. Number four, make the enemy live up to its own book of rules. DeSantis is making it obvious that the left has no compassion, has no interest in the, the humanitarian problem, has no interest in solving the problem. So by shipping two plane loads of human beings who aren't the right kind of human beings, according to Martha's Vineyard, basically we're showing that they do not believe any of the things they say. The All right, let me rules, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say one thing. This is really important to me. Uh, a good tactic is one your people enjoy. And our side is loving this. And I am telling you, I don't want the humor nannies, the scolds, the gloat patrol on our side to start coming in and say, well, this isn't right. We cannot. We have to be delighted at this opportunity, which is political goals, to, to show our political enemies for who they are. And I, I say pile on and pile on, but good. 
Let me just add to that, and then let's resume our conversation tomorrow on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Diana, this goes exactly to a point that I have been making for the last, I don't know, as long as I have been on the radio, that the Democrats have failed Hispanics at every turn. We still don't have legislation for DACA. Why not? Once again, the Democrats own the Senate. They have the House of Representatives. They have the White House. This is a repeat of the Obama years. They could have solved every immigration problem when Obama and the Democrats had the House, the Senate, and the White House. They could have solved it again when Joe Biden and the Democrats had the White House, the Senate, and the House. What have they given Hispanic voters who they say they wanted to correct these problems? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They have used Hispanic voters as an issue to wedge them against Republicans by saying Republicans are heartless, et cetera, et cetera, for decades. And now America, Hispanic America especially, do you see who the heartless people really are? Do you finally see who the heartless people are? 48 hours, 24 hours after they arrive in Martha's Vineyard, your wealthy Democrats with their signs on the yard saying how much they stand with migrants threw them the hell off the island. Yep. Within 24 hours, they're gone. Exactly right. And I think the political landscape is proving that you are correct, that the Hispanic vote is going Republican and way too fast for the Democrats to do anything about it. And I just have one thing I'd love for you, Diana, please, tomorrow to comment on, and that is the FedEx, the FedEx CEO, who's now predicting oh, yeah. a worldwide recession is on the way. So we can't get Let's to that talk. today. Let's definitely get to that tomorrow and continue this discussion. Let's do it. And can we talk about the special master and the canon oh, ruling? Can we? <laughs> of course we can. <laughs> we might have to spend two segments tomorrow, Diana, to get all of it in, but of course we can. Oh, yay. Princess Diana, ladies and gentlemen, graces us with her pleasant her presence, and it is pleasant once again. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Boston News Rush Hour continues right after this. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. What's the difference between Texas busing migrants to D.C. and the federal government flying migrants to, say, New York in the middle of the night in other cities? It's very different because we're not doing it as, a, as using migrants as a political point. As we have said repeatedly, there is a, there's a process in place. Uh, we have had a process in place. There's a legal way of doing this um, and uh, for managing migrants. Republican governors interfering in that process and using migrants as political pawns is, uh, is shameful, is reckless, and just plain wrong. And remember, these are people who are fleeing communism, who are fleeing hardship. And if these governors truly care about uh, border security, they should ask Texas Governor Ted Cruz and Florida Senators 
Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, why they voted against the president's request for record, record funding for the Department of Homeland Security. Which is pathetic. Jeff Ted Cruz is now the governor of Texas, according to Karim Jean-Pierre. Today is B.B. King's birthday. Happy birthday, late B.B. King, King of the Blues. Now, I have, as I said, been inundated with uh, messages from some of my friends. One of them just is like, look, if it was your daughter in a poor country and she was trying to get to America to have a better way of life, don't tell me you wouldn't do everything in your power to get her. Absolutely right. I would. But that does not mean that I have the right to break the laws of another country. There are many poor people who sacrificed for years and years to save up the fees that they needed to apply for a visa and get into this country properly. And I mean poor people. There's also something else here that we Americans take for granted. Like my friend who sent me this beautiful text, and I understand her heart's in the right place. I agree with that. But Americans sacrifice for there to be in America. Why is it, look, a lot of these people are coming in from Venezuela. Venezuela voted for the socialists that since destroyed Venezuela. They voted for Hugo Chavez and Morado the murderer. They voted for him. And they promptly turned that country into a hellhole again. This is not the first excursion into socialism that has plagued Central and South America. These people are smart enough because I don't think that Hispanics are inferior to anyone else. They're smart people. By the way, if you want to read great literature, we were talking about Shakespeare the other day. I used to, I used to uh, have access to a library called Short Stories International. And it was filled with writers from all around the world. It was one of my favorite, one of my favorite publications because you would get writers translated into English from all around the world. You talk about great literature. If you look at the literature coming out of South American countries, the literature is amazing. But these people voted for this socialist, quote-unquote, commie government, and we helped them. The Democrats did. Don't you remember Daniel Glover, not the kid, the older one that was in though, that series of movies with uh, Bruce Willis? Don't you remember Sean Penn and all these other liberals running down there to kiss Hugo Chavez's ring? These were liberals, and they were promoting, and look what he's done to that country. And now that he's done to that country, now they're fleeing here and breaking our laws to get in. We don't, as Americans, have the right to go to any other country, and if we do, we get thrown in jail to violate immigration laws. And people don't have the right to come to America illegally. Now, I believe in amnesty if, if you can, for, for the DACA kids, and I mean the kids, not the adults. 
Kids are brought here five, four years old. They don't know. They grow up here thinking this is their country, thinking they go to school. All of a sudden, they get ready to go to college, and they find out, oops, I can't apply because my parents brought me here illegally. Okay, if you want to tell me for humanitarian purposes something ought to be done, okay, something. But that something also ought to involve some punishment or some fines or something that says we were wrong. But the idea that people can just flee their nation and come here, how about do this? How about do what America did when our nation was under threat of tyranny? How about support freedom in those nations? How about support getting rid of the dictators in those nations? How about supporting liberty, libertad in those nations? America is not the, you, you all on the left love to say this, America is not the world's policeman. Well, we're not the world's healing sanctuary for every ill in countries that have voted to adopt a socialist lifestyle either. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the Democrats keep talking about their socialists. Why aren't they going to these places where socialism is being practiced and saying, this is paradise. Why don't, why don't you people stay at home in paradise, in your socialist paradise? We're coming back. We've got a lineup of calls that I can't wait to get to. Those of you on hold, stay on hold. We're coming to your calls really soon. Most nearly here. Before we go to the break, let me just tell you this. This Saturday, Sunday, September 17th, 18th, the Staten Island Ferry Hawks recognizing their fans with Fan Appreciation Night prior to the Ferry Hawks game on Saturday against the Long Island Ducks. Kids get to run the bases. Following the game, you can stay for the fireworks show. Then on Sunday, team autographs. Kids get to run the bases. Right now, all you have to do is go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks, and you know what you can get? You can get a four-pack, a four-pack of the tickets. By the way, you go there tonight. This is WABC Weekend. You get free T-shirts. Woo! So that's it. Tonight, you want to head out to Staten Island. Tomorrow, Sunday, go to W. You can go right now. Go to WABCRadio.com slash Fairyhawks and grab your four-pack of family tickets. Have a great weekend with the Fairyhawks. The stadium is great. I've been out there. You should see the view of lower in Manhattan. It's wonderful. So, wabcradio.com slash furryhawks. We're coming back. Your call's coming up after this. It's gone away for good. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Pete picked this song. Indeed he did. Pete, how the hell do you know who Richie Havens is? Don't worry about it. Oh my goodness. Yes, baby. Richie Havens. 
since I have heard that song. What a great, great pick. I have the greatest crew. Pete, Kevin, they're the youngsters here. Jen. We got the old timers like Rich and me. Scott is somewhere in between. Izzy is one of the young ones. Diego. It takes a lot of people to do this, folks, and I just want my crew to know I am so grateful for all of you the work that you do is just stellar. Your attitude is always right on time. And you guys have the best taste in music. Awesome. Let's head to the telephones. George in Queens. What's up, George? Well, you don't know this, but I've been paying taxes as a resident of Martha's Vineyard for 40 years. Whoa. I think the United States should take the hats off to the uh, Dukes County Sheriff's Office for doing a phenomenal job that you have 20 minutes notice that this plane, they didn't even call the police. They called the support people. The jail in that town was built in the 1870s. Most of the houses that you talk about, these people that have the money, I've dropped people off as a cab driver to. They are bigger than the jail. You want to talk about infrastructure. The high school gymnasium is a mess. There are health and building code violations there. The grammar school in Vineyard Haven has been shut down because of asbestos issues. They're trying to rebuild the infrastructure there of so many different buildings. The majority of the people that make that island work are normal people. There are 1,200 families a month that are getting food from a food bank to survive. And you may be aware of this. I don't know if you have any friends of color, but Martha's Vineyard is one of the top black resorts on the East Coast. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Mm -hmm. Right, but none of these people that are expounding what their opinion of the island is, it's, it really hurts my feeling. I am motivated that I am going to be up there filming the real people doing interviews. And if you want me to call, call me in as the Martha's Vineyard correspondent Tuesday or Wednesday, I will be live on the island. I have tremendous pride in the people that are struggling to keep their families together. There is a significant population of people that live there. By the time their child gets to junior high school, they have been in five or six homes because you cannot get a place to live. Everybody wants to rent their house in the summer for three, five, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars a week. So nobody can get a year-round lease to stay anywhere. This is part of the reason I'm still where I am, fighting my way back. But it really hurts me as a decent human being to see the hardworking people, the struggling people that work two and three jobs every summer to keep their family alive being trashed. And all these people that talk about, oh, Martha's Vineyard, why don't you go up there and show some compassion for the hardworking people that I love? And uh, I don't want to you know, go on and sound like one of these ranting people that we are seeing on the Internet. I mean, Tucker Carlson, you know, in New York City, if he walks down the street, does he have a bodyguard? I don't look. I love Tucker, you know, and you know that. But look, let me tell you something, George. I love your call, and I mean, I'd love for you to call back if you can when you're back up in the vineyard. And yeah, tell us about it. I think this is important to people to get the real shape. But there is no denying that Martha's Vineyard is also 
the enclave for wealthy leftists. They are. Uh, John Kerry has a spot up there. Uh, some, so many others that we would know. Now, just like if you go to most of the wealthy enclaves in America, you see, like I used to tell people all the time, they ask me, do you live on Palm Beach? I don't live on the island. I live with the worker bees because I'm a worker bee. I don't live on with the, with the people with the 65, 75, 80, 100 million, 200 million dollar mansions. And by the way, I have no envy of them either. I mean, they, many of them work to get where they, where they are. This is life. And I don't have any resentment toward them either. What I resent is the hypocrisy of the left. And that has been on full parade this week. You know, you look at where's the compassion for all those thousands of people that are laying in the streets in El Paso? Where's the compassion for the ranch owners and the people that live near the border who can't even come out of their houses because they're being overwhelmed with people coming across their land, threatening them, stealing their property, killing their pets for food because it's so desperate down there. There's a lot of compassion that needs to be found in this whole immigration issue. And one thing that would help if we had a clear set of laws in this country that were actually enforced. Give you the last word, and then I hope to hear from you next week, George. The last time you asked me to call back is I was running for state senate, but because of the COVID moratorium, I don't have any money right now. But there's a significant Brazilian population that managed to come through the system legally and become part of the business community in that island. Great people who went through the legitimate pieces of paper and documentation to become United States citizens. And I mean, these are the people that hang out in the Legion Hall, the VFW, that are friends of mine. I walked through that town. I, in all honesty, could have been elected up there this year because there are people that don't run. Well, George, I'm going to just say this because we got to get to some other people. I want you to call us during the week. Love your call. Please give us a call if you can when you're back up in the vineyard. Thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Andrew Stanhope. Andrew, quickly. Yeah, it's, it's a great caller that he was. And um, just want to say, people that come here legally, like my wife, we all have compassion for people that come here illegally. We probably would do the same. But it's unfair. Like, that's what white liberals don't understand is that there's poor people that waited years and years, 15 years. My ex-girlfriend was from Guatemala. They didn't even have doors on their house in Guatemala. She had to go back. My other girlfriend from Japan. By the How many girlfriends do you have, pal? And yeah. they're international, too. Yo, bro, you an international yeah. player. Listen, what was, was the point saying, you called in with, Andrew, quickly? I just wanted to say uh, about Obama. He doesn't want him in his house there because of global warming, the flood. But I would never treat a woman differently uh, Cortez, they, he wasn't yelling. They were arguing. They were both using the same volume. And if you, if she's actually being sexist against women, women are just as intelligent and capable. So they, you treat them the same. She's. Thank she's you, Andrew. You we got it. Thank you, William. You have less than thirty seconds. You got to make it count from Asbury Park. What is the point you'd love to make? You know. This this lawyer up there that calls herself some kind of climate activist really makes me sick because I know a lot of people that got lifted out of poverty are from Louisiana, I'm from Shreveport, by working as roughnecks on them oil rigs and them pipeline spurs that run into the refineries and tactics. And most of them, if that industry gets shut down, they're going to be in a poorhouse. 
and it really in this you got this elitist piece of crap that's up there that don't know the first thing about nothing she don't know up from down she wouldn't know a, a piston from an electric motor i'm a car mechanic where are you going to get the rubbers from or the uh, polyurethanes that make up and that was tires. what the congressman was saying petrochemicals are in almost every aspect of our lives william thank you we will continue this discussion tomorrow folks Catch at night up next remember Get those Ferry Hawks family pack tickets. WABCRadio.com slash Ferry Hawks. We are going to return tomorrow, 7 a.m., bright and early in the morning. Please join us here for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. And with that, it is time to say, I truly hope that God blesses and protects each and every one of you and your families. And we'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye. <laughs>